August change is a time that all of us should celebrate. It brings new roots in service, and on that we shall elaborate. UTA only makes these changes three times in a single year, so check their website and listen to this song with a special ear. OGX is new and shiny, Ogden Weber BRT. We welcome it to the growing UTA Rapid family. When its electric buses move, they make a cutesy streetcar chime. Although the lack of bus lanes is probably a terrible crime. Although the lack of bus lanes is probably a terrible crime. Although the lack of bus lanes is probably a terrible crime. Although the lack of bus lanes is probably a terrible crime. Track services, red, green, and blue are getting Saturday upgrades. The S line two joins in the new 15 minute service parade. The red and blue are now spaced out for better Sunday frequency. Will these changes look Flagging riders, well, I guess we'll have to see. Downtown buses stay a mess, avoiding second like the plague. The 901 and 902 are now forever in the grave. But runner stays half hourly until 8, that's later than before. And weekday afternoons, it's 15 minutes on the flex line 4. And weekday afternoons, it's 15 minutes on the flex line 4. And weekday afternoons, it's 15 minutes on the flex line 4. And weekday afternoons, it's 15 minutes on the flex line, flex line 4. So please remember, like, and subscribe, and give OGX a ride. Happy change day to all those who ride and drive UTA with pride. Welcome to the internet, live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah in a dank basement somewhere in the Logan Metropolitan <laughs> Statistical Area. This is the Red Line Podcast. I'm your host, quote, Rise Track on the Weekend, Dunstan, and these are my co-hosts... Kyle, Saturday Service, Holland, and... Alex, Logan Fielder. And I'd just like to make a quick amendment. I'm not in a basement. I moved into a, a duplex instead. So I'm on ground floor. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> today we're discussing UTA's upcoming August change day and the big changes it makes to transit service on the Wasatch Front. All this after the news. Do, 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 do. Trademark. All right, news item one. Uh, in a pleasant surprise, UTA has made the front page of Mass Transit Magazine today with the opening of its new OGX bus rapid transit service. And I put bus rapid transit heavily in scare quotes. Scare uh, quotes. <laughs> The ribbon-cutting ceremony was held on August 2nd with a representative from this podcast, i.e. me, present. The line is planned to open on August 20th, one of UTA's triennial change days. As cool as it is that we're in the news, this is like the epitome or epitome or whatever of like ribbon-cutting syndrome. <laughs> like they ribbon-cut this bus project so hard it made national headlines. Yeah, they really did go quite over the top for it, which I, it's fair. It's new service, and as much as we uh, kind of bashed it, it's still a good thing for for Utah and for UTA. I, so it, it's good we made it to the magazine, but I wish we made it for something a bit more newsworthy. <laughs> yeah. UTA opens 1.1 miles of bus route should be the uh <laughs> <laughs> UTA widens a road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, given the amount of money they spent on the project, this big of a ri- ribbon cutting and headline is is sensible, but should we have spent this much money? Yeah, well, I I'm, I'm sure that's the I'm sure the budget isn't what they're focusing on. I think it's just a, oh, we did it. <laughs> Look at us go. It's true. 
And I will say for a sneak peek for those of you who listen to these sort of things, uh, I was there, and so I have interviews, exclusive interviews, not with anyone, but with uh, Jay Fox and Mayor Mike Caldwell of uh, Ogden. So look forward to that. Applause. Uh, in other news, TriMet has moved to a new headquarters in downtown Portland, most likely taking advantage of a depressed office rental market. The new offices at 101 Southwest Main Street are mere steps from all five max lines, as well as dozens of bus routes. Agency officials stressed their commitment to downtown Portland and expressed hopes that their new office space will help in ongoing efforts to revitalize the office-heavy quarter of downtown Portland it occupies. Uh, you can tell it was a slow news day. <laughs> I can tell. I, I mean, hell yeah, but where were they before? Uh, somewhere else. In downtown Portland, but a different place, and presumably a worse office building. Oh, uh, okay. I was thinking this was one of those, like, uh, the Boise one that has the offices in the, like, middle of nowhere. No. Well, good for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, there wasn't really anything, so I just clicked on the second story on the page, and it was like, Portland, new office. So there you go. Enjoy, Portlanders. You're... Eat your scraps. <laughs> We're professional podcasters here. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, this has been... Oh, other news. There was something else I was going to say, but I forgot to write it down because I remembered it after I wrote the news. Um, other news, President Biden is Oh, yeah, Joe Biden City. is in Salt Lake City, which is... Flew in yesterday, did all the motorcade stuff, staying in the Hotel Monaco. On Main Street, very scenic, nice building. Um, speech at the VA hospital and in Park City. Uh, um, the leave he's out today. I'll bleep any parts of what I'm about to say that's inappropriate, but the guy in Provo who was. I heard about that. I, I was surprised. So, uh. <laughs> I know. Well, that is what you get for. After. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm unsure about that, but it, it was not oh, the headline. Well, there's plenty of real news coverage. Yeah, it's not the headline I was expecting to see yesterday. No, <laughs> although I will say, you know, other than like, this has been quite a fun experience for me in terms of the president being here, because first of all, I got to see the motorcade. And second of all, I was taking tracks back from the university yesterday. And because they had all the roads closed off everywhere, there's just traffic backed up all the way. So I got to have this really, like, the moment of just flying past all the cars until I got to library, then crossing the street, and before any other car had gone through the intersection, getting on my green bike and flying past all the cars on there. <laughs> so. Wow. Very enjoyable. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, motorcade logistics, especially in a place where the president doesn't regularly visit, would be a lot easier with um, more people on trains and bikes. Oh, I don't know if you guys looked at the traffic map yesterday, <laughs> but like I looked at it, it in real was, life. It was horrible. I was just looking at the Google Maps traffic, and every street downtown is red. Every freeway in the entire valley is red. It was like you know your average day in Atlanta, but you know here. Or L.A. or and whatever. That, that was because of the motorcade? Yeah, because they had to shut down all the freeway overpasses that the motorcade was going to go over. <laughs> oh, my God. Or under. 
So, like, if you go under I-215, if you go under I-80, they if have you to go shut under, down the actual freeway? They shut oh down the God. freeway Dang. above it so that nobody can blow up a bomb and kill the president under the bridge. Right. That, that's, that's, that's kind of That's funny. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wild. Yeah. So, uh, I would like some motorcade rapid transit also, but... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the true personal rapid transit. But yeah, so uh, that was actually the third news item I was thinking of, but I just forgot to put it down. So thanks, Kyle. You're welcome. All right, on to Les Show trademark. Woohoo! So are we just doing Change Day, or are we doing whatever the other thing was? Too? Uh, we're just doing the the thing because um, the other thing is going to be a whole episode. It turns out. So. Oh, and also Change Day. Looking at your notes, would appear to be a whole episode. It is somehow. a whole thing. Because there's interesting <laughs> things happening. For once, mildly. I did not think you'd be able to make a whole episode out of this, but I'm shall we? I'm a genius. You're a genie. Of science. <laughs> All right. So, to ask the eternal question that frustrates <sighs> Kyle, Alex, if you will do the honors. Oh, I'd love to. Uh, what is a change day? This is a thing for out-of-towners, for people who do or not Or people who have never had a transit agency. <laughs> That's also true, yeah. Pretty sure most other transit agencies. No, do they don't. Similar. They don't call it change day though, like, and they don't necessarily have it like rigidly structured like UTA does, where mm. they're just like only three times a year can the schedule change or even die. <laughs> yeah, UTA does kind of suffer from that syndrome pretty hard, especially in cases where it might make sense to make mid-year schedule changes. So yeah. Uh, but UTA changes its bus, light rail, and regional rail schedules only three times every year. Once in April, once in August, and once in December. Out of the three, August change day is almost always the most important. Because? Because it's when the agency unveils new services and makes big changes. The other ones are just for schedule changes. Yeah, December and April change days exist almost solely to turn the ski bus services on and off. And then they will just, like, tweak the schedule or whatever. Improve connections. They should really... Why, why don't they still call it a change day? Why don't they just have it be specifically... Well, I, I guess it is good for just-in-cases, but... Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I honestly don't know, because they never actually change anything in April or in... Uh, December, except turning on the buses or the ski buses. So, you know, you might as well call like August is change day, and then the other two are minor schedule adjustment days. Yeah. <laughs> really, I'd like to do the opposite and encourage UTA to make more major changes on those other two days. I mean, but it kind of makes sense that one big day a year where you make the important changes, though. A little bit, but having three allows them to be a little bit more. Agile when resources become available and they're better able to understand the needs of their writers. But resources normally become unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> I can be idealistic if I want. That's true. Uh, so this year, changes fall into four main categories. Tracks improvements, front runner improvements, bus changes, and OGX, which gets its own category. Uh, we'll did, do OGX first because it's new and shiny and bizarre. Did I hear service improvements? You did. <laughs> what a rare, what a rare treat, this Alex. Is, Alex, would you start us you, off? You can have some service improvements as a treat. 
<laughs> well, yeah, uh, starting off with uh, OGX, uh, it's the new, it's shiny, um, it, it's just uh, the new service, and it may be marginally slower than the current Basu out serving the line, but it's BRT, so <laughs> uh, cheers hey, to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, have we actually confirmed the speed differential yet? Do they have a schedule oh, posted? Oh, the schedule is, I think, up on change day, and I forgot to put a picture of it in, so let me go there real quick. But the schedule is actually, the posted schedule is actually slower. I gotta check. Let's check. Yeah. Because... Somebody in the UTA Discord that I'm in, the employee Discord, said it may be, so. At any rate, we weren't expecting any substantial improvement anyways in runtime. No, we were not. All right, all right. So, the 603 takes approximately 25 minutes end-to-end. And is the end at Weber State? Uh, Ogden Central to McKady. And that's the same place as OGX ends? Yes. Okay, so 25 minutes. Yes. Uh, so the schedule here says the first bus is at 4.39, and it reaches McKD at 5.08, meaning what? that is a 29-minute runtime instead of a 25-minute runtime. <laughs> but doesn't it have less stops? Yes. What? <laughs> yep. So uh, OGX, is it's official is slower than the 603, <laughs> despite the fact that it has a mile of dedicated bus lanes. So well, that's maybe fun. because of the fact that it only has a mile and you have to do the weird switchy maneuver on both ends. Fun. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that that's a fun fact. Yeah, I would be... I would be optimistic about the uh, experience being better, like it is on UVX, in terms of just being able to go down the road at a pace, but there's so little dedicated lane that there's not much room for that. Well, I'm just... I'm amazed it is slower. (laughs) For service that should... Well... I'm not. By design, it should be faster. Shouldn't it? It's in the name. Yeah, rapid. But, um... I know. It's a... OGX. It's such an interesting project anyway. I guess it can be unique. In- interesting is one of my favorite catch-all words. At least it has good words. frequency. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are they doing every 10 minutes? Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, it will run every 10 minutes during peak times, every 15 minutes off-peak on Sundays. The route will only run every half hour, though. But that's pretty standard. That's pretty all right. And what did the 603 do? Same, except not the 10 minutes. Just 15? Mm-hmm. Okay. Small but substantial frequency improvement. Yeah. The user experience for 10 minutes is a lot better than 15. Yeah, that's not yes. too bad. Certainly wouldn't mind six. Yeah. No. Uh, and for those who are not familiar, OGX is a new service in Ogden, and the, uh, that's at the very far north end of the Wasatch Front. It is planned to replace both routes 603 and 650, which are both going the way of the 830. That's a very niche reference, but somebody will get it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, an interesting tidbit about OGX scheduling that we hadn't mentioned in our previous episode on the project is that Route 602, which is the Weber State Wildcat shuttle, will actually stay in service once it opens, uh, which I thought it wasn't going to. That's cool. Where does that one go? Uh, so the section on Weber State has its own, like, little dedicated busway. Wow. Um, and it will just run over that but offset from the OGX schedule so that there's every five-minute service on the little busway deal. So where does the shuttle go? 
Weber State. Does it go outside Weber State? No. Fancy. It's a shuttle. Um, it's a shuttle route six hundred two. So is that is that UTA? Does UTA run that? Yes. Yeah, UTA runs the Weber State campus shuttle. Oh, makes sense. They should probably run the U of U shuttles. <laughs> They'd be a lot better. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Not to mention like the huge uh, shuttle network that BYU operates. Like they have a really big like commuter system. So anyway, um, but yeah, this uh, ties the Weber State section of OGX for the most frequent transit service in Utah, only rivaled by the Courthouse Central Point line on tracks where all three lines converge. Wow. Hmm. Uh, I guess you could say that Second South is technically more frequent, but. I'm choosing to ignore that. Service. Service. Uh, so rip the 603 and 650 along with OGX. Uh, vlog video incoming when it opens. Yeah. Cool. Look forward to that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, next category, Kyle. Tracks. Tracks, my beloved. Tracks, train, tracks, train, tracks, 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 train, train, train. <laughs> Uh, so after all these years, it almost brings a tear to my eye that UTA is finally doing what I've been yelling at my roommates that they should do for literally the entire time I've been riding the system. 15-minute Saturday service. Red, green, blue, and S-line. Woohoo! Welcome to Utah. We're discovering weekends. Yeah, I, I remember you talking about that when we used to eat at the dining hall. <laughs> yeah, now, that, it's a long time coming. It is a long time coming, yeah. Uh, so it's always seemed kind of bizarre to me that our highest ridership routes drop in frequency on Saturdays when many other uh, high ridership good frequency bus routes retain their weekend frequency levels. Yeah, it used to be um, 15 minutes weekdays and 20 minutes Saturdays and Sundays, but that got cut because budget. Rona. Rip. So now, it's glad to, now I'm glad to see a somewhat more sane schedule in place. Yeah, that, that's good. Um, it's very good. Especially because the, the trains are on the same frequency, so it, it doesn't really make much sense to have the buses run less frequent. Yes. Oh, wait. Uh, wait, no, they didn't even run the same frequency. The buses run the same frequency, so yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense for the trains to run less Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. what I meant, yeah. Yeah, but it's huge. It'll make getting around Saturday much easier for tracks and bus riders countywide. Uh, not to mention those who come in from Utah and Davis-Weber counties for weekend events. Oh my goodness, I didn't even think about this. This is going to make a huge difference on Saturday event crowding. Right. Because the whole tax and extra cars on the blue line strategy when there's something going on at like the at the conference center, the convention center, or what have you, does not really work that well. But they honestly still might need to do that, though. Well, in addition... <laughs> To the double frequency. Yeah, yeah. Literally double capacity for events like that. Very true. So uh, true. I do have a little note here that says some concerns, though. The main concern being uh, the ongoing operator shortage. Yeah, I know a lot of people at Tracks are concerned that this is going to cause problems. So. Yeah, Tracks is already alarmingly stretched for resources and is already having to pull crap to keep schedule. So we'll see. And uh, any updates on UTA solving their hiring process so you can work for them if you want? That would be a no. Hmm. Uh, so 
Also, another thing I have been talking about for a while, uh, tracks unclumping on Sundays. Oh, yeah. So, context, all three tracks lines um, interline in the middle, and on Sunday, each train comes every half hour. Now, previously, they've had them scheduled, so it goes one train, about five minutes, another train, about five minutes, another train, then 20 minutes, yeah. Hmm. So... We managed to get train bunching problems on Sunday when something is late, and you have this 20-minute gap in service just sitting there in the middle, which makes the interlining a lot less useful. <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah. So, uh, And it's <laughs> way worse on the uh, other interline sections. So, like, the downtown line, that's between courthouse and arena. That's a 25-minute wait, despite the fact there are four trains an hour. And the fashion place to uh, Central Point section. That's, that's also a 25-minute no, wait. No, that's just 20. That's 10 and 20. I thought red and... Hey, green's in the middle. Oh, that's true. Still, like, why? So now they're fixing this, so there is 15-minute spacing between the red and the blue lines, which takes care of the main inner line section and gives the green line a bit more schedule room to breathe. Um, the downtown section with the red and green lines is not going to be great, that it's going to be a bit better. I'm hoping that next time they space out the blue and green properly downtown. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of complexity in scheduling the rail backbone, especially since there are theoretically timed bus transfers available throughout the network. So this is a very positive change. But the buses should be subsidiary to... Well, yes, but there's... Stuff that depends on stuff that depends on stuff that depends on stuff that depends back on the first thing. On a Sunday, everything should revolve around tracks, is my opinion. Because everything else either A, disappears, or B, runs our frequency. So anyway, some additional room for improvement. Well, it's a good thing uh, UTA has salaried employees to deal with this kind of stuff and figure it out. Yeah. I guess this is a good reason for those uh, December and April change days to give the scheduling people some time to fiddle with the schedules. Yeah. 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 Which I'm sure is good for operations or something. I'm sure sure the marginal improvements, uh, they trickle down. (laughs) Trickle down transitnomics. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, sometimes that's probably the only thing keeping our operations from, like, falling apart is the schedule tweakers. Uh, also, in terms of rail transit, uh, Frontrunner is actually receiving a pretty big service upgrade that most people seem to have missed. Uh, so during evening rush hour, 30-minute outbound service, that service from downtown to everywhere else, uh, will at now end at 8 instead of at 7. Woohoo! Uh, this also means that inbound half-hour service from Provo and Ogden back into the city will continue an hour later than before although not all of those inbound trains through run, so make sure to check the schedule before you ride. That's pretty good. More train trips. Yeah, the half-hour service is slowly uh, sprawling out. It's creeping. Hopefully someday it'll take over the entire day. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I always love being able to catch Frontrunner somewhere in that half-hour block, which is already pretty big. Mm-hmm. And I will say, as a train host, I appreciate this because I no longer have to deal with a whole bunch of angry people that get kicked off a train at Salt Lake Central at 730. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because they got to take them back to the yard. Yeah, so I appreciate that, I will say. (laughs) Yeah, 
All right, on to the next one. Fifth, uh, bus changes. These are all pretty, you know, pretty easy, relatively speaking. But I'm sorry, 15-minute service on what? <laughs> that would be correct. 15-minute service on the F, uh, the Flex 94. Yeah, that that's a uh, that is not what? something I would have ever <laughs> expected. Yeah, well, now what good would that do? I will add a caveat. It is. Only on weekday afternoons, so three to six. <laughs> That's really weird. Is it half um, hour service right now? Yeah, it's half hour service the rest of the time. Okay, so why, well, I hope why? the people who use or would like to use that bus enjoy it. Uh, I can tell you why. Actually, it's quite interesting. But I would like to note one fact that's interesting. Uh, this does make it the most southerly frequent bus in Salt Lake County. That's sad. <laughs> That's not even that far south. That's only like two-thirds of the souths in the county. Oh, jeez. So yes. uh, why is this change? As much as having nice things is nice just to have them. So uh, the F part of the Flex 94 means that it can make up to two deviations per trip per direction. Uh, and apparently... On weekday afternoons, there are a lot of people making a lot of deviations for appointments and other such things. And because they don't want to just have all of those trips taken up by paratransit, which is much more time intensive and expensive, uh, they just decided to run some extra trips on the F-94 that's in afternoons. A, that's actually that's a smart idea. Yeah, yes. that's cool. It's kind of sad that these people have to go to so much effort to schedule the deviations ahead of time and then... Work with all that work with the bus and all that, but I bet that's going to be a places. really popular change with a very small number of people. But that's that's still fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad they're listening to people. Yeah, it's a good change. I think uh, I will be going to uh, Sandy sometime and just having the novelty of riding a 15 minute service flex bus. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we could find some fun restaurant to go to and actually learn how to schedule a deviation. Actually, what I want to do with that is um, do a day trip out to the Great Salt Lake Marina because they have a little museum there and stuff. And, uh-huh. and use the Tuella Flex, the Tuella Flex to Flex, yeah. make a deviation off to the... Well, as long as we don't forget to schedule the deviation coming back. No, we can just walk. <laughs> okay. It's only like 12 miles. That's pretty far. Good bike trip, though. Yes, it is, actually. I've never used that frontage road, but it seems like the sort of road nobody would have any reason to drive on ever. That is mostly true. I rode out there a couple of times. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, F94, welcome to the frequent family for some reason. <laughs> cool. Uh, from 3 to 6 or whatever. From 3 to 6 or 3 to 7, I don't remember quite. But it's like just the afternoon. Uh in terms of the downtown detours, the 1, the 2, the 4, the 9, the 205, the 209, and the 2220 continue to be weird and horrible. Um, minor routing changes through downtown. Please note that some of the routes no longer go south of 2nd anymore and just stay on, like, uh, South Temple and 1st. So which make is, sure to check that before you get stranded on your commute. Which is pretty special because now both of the downtown and to university buses have been shoved all the way north to South Temple and 1st. Yeah. Even though we're supposed to have a north bus and a south bus. But. Anyway, well, it's a nightmare. Yeah, back when I was riding the 220, that 
they had it detoured twice. And uh, <laughs> the, the part between 17th South and 13th South, they never seemed to know when it was going to be closed or what the proper detour was. So it was uh, pretty oh. pretty impossible to catch the 220 sometimes. That's also true. Uh, all the Sugar House buses will be getting a temporary detour pretty soon, meaning that there will be no good bus routes through either of our business districts. Ooh. Is that Highland Drive reconstruction and 21st Highland South Highland Drive reconstruction, 21st reconstruction, and they're doing something on 13th again, so the 213 is also going to be detoured down uh, to 9th. So, geez. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> in, in both business districts. <laughs> See, man, we should get more trains because you can't put trains on weird detours. Only if you don't have enough tracks. Which we don't and anymore. We'll pr- we probably never will. Oh yeah, anymore. <laughs> you can do all sorts of weird. They do all sorts of weird detours on the on the subway. Yeah. Like they will run like Lex Lexington trains like up a different line or. Yeah, you like might that. get detoured one whole New York block over. Hey, New York blocks are long. In one direction. Okay, but they're still <laughs> shorter in the one direction than the Salt Lake block. I don't think that's true. Let's look it up. I don't know. Yeah, I have the picture in my phone. Uh, 650 feet, uh, 610 feet, 920 feet. Uh, it varies. Sometimes they're slightly more, sometimes they're slightly less. Oh, the standard block size is 900 <laughs> yeah, you're right. They are slightly so, it, yeah. But you know, still, That's yeah, you're, you're going to be on the Lex line instead of the second. Oh Avenue no, subway. you'll be one whole nine hundred. Hey, feet that's over. two blocks, Mister. Okay. <laughs> one and eight. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, buses through both of the business districts continues to be screwed. Uh, Route 9, interestingly, no longer end of lines at Poplar Grove. It now continues to a new transit center in the industrial part of town. That's interesting. Is that where the, like, the 205 and the 1 end, too? No. It's a new thing. It's something new. Is that is that further east than Poplar Grove? Further west, yeah. Further west, okay. Well, I, I, that, I'd that's like to good. see the map. Yeah, we'll put up the map. I was worried it might have been further east. But yeah, it just goes to Orange Street Transit Center now, whatever the heck that is, and it runs on 8th, basically its whole length instead of on 9th now, so. That's hilarious. <laughs> I wonder if they'll ever put it back on 9th. Well, when 9th construction's finished, probably. Okay, well, 9th construction is exclusively on the east side. Uh, it doesn't go, it's never gone on 9th on the west side. Oh, okay. It goes south for all those jobs at... Walmart. Oh. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, right. And to use the Thirteenth South Bridge. Yeah. Because you, we've seen you those can't route buses over over freight crossings now. Don't have bridges. Yeah. Bus uh, elevator. Y- no. <laughs> Aww. Uh, and then continuing in the weird route changes, uh, there are two route changes in the South Valley that complement one another. The F-202 now runs from South Jordan Front Runner to Fashion Place instead of Sandy Civic Center to Bingham Junction. And the F-525 now terminates at Sandy Civic Center instead of at South Jordan Front Runner. Meaning that they just replaced one bus with the other one and moved one terminus to a different place for some reason. Cool. I- I'm sure they have no reason. <laughs> yeah, if people who live there want to tell us more about the buses, please please send that in. Yes. 
and then a final note, minor changes to the F-683 in Brigham City and to the 994 Alta bus, which runs one trip per day in the summer, so none of you are riding that. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we should use that to go camping one of these days. We could do that, yes. Yeah, go up in the morning, day, sleep, go back in the evening. That's, that's not a bad idea. Or hell, you could even just do a long day hike. Very true. So true, even. Uh, okay, everybody prepare to have your ears blasted real quick. That was my uh, salute to the 603 and 650, which are being replaced by OGX, and to the 901 and 902 to Park City, which are now both permanently continued. Uh, you got to take the 107 now. Oh, yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Oh, and actually, the one does go to Orange Street Transit Center. Oh, the one goes to Orange Street they Transit Center? They adjusted that. They just forgot to say on the... No, they said it. We just didn't look very closely. Oh. Well, there you go. What is the Orange Street Transit Center? The world may never know. Where is the Orange Street <laughs> Transit Center? Who is the Orange Street Transit Center? Wait, let me Center? check if the 217 goes there as well. Interesting. It does not. Well, that would be a pretty not insubstantial deviation. Yeah. But don't know why they wouldn't just put the Transit Center I don't know what this thing is because I've never heard of it until I started researching this change date. But it will be something to look into. Well, if anybody lives over there and uses those buses, tell us about Enjoy it. Enjoy the Orange Street Transit Center. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's all I have for today. Uh, enjoy this song. The song is not playing yet. We, Kyle and I still have to make the song, Alex. Oh, so. yeah, that's true. I am currently oh, okay. trying to find the Orange Street Transit Center with limited success. Yeah, I, I uh, was well, just looking just... that up, too. And they don't, I don't have a list on Google Maps yet. Oh, maybe. Well, we know where it is, though, so just look we on do know where satellite. It is. That's true. So I'm assuming it's in this, like, empty triangle between 5th, uh, Orange Street, and 4th. Yeah, I assume That looks like so. the only place where you could have put it. That looks like God's cheapest land. <laughs> Very interesting! I guess this might just be not as much of a transit center project as... Because it's like not, it's by some jobs. But the not idea much is probably that they're nice trying to have a nice end of line for the bus drivers instead of at Maverick. Because this land looks obscenely cheap, so this has just got to be a quality of life. It's effectively wasteland, yeah. Yeah. Although you could totally put a flat iron building on it. <laughs> they should do that. <laughs> 12 stories. You can get steel from right next door or UTA whatever. UTA headquarters at Orange Street Transit Center. Literally just get the steel and take it across the street and build a big building. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's this thing over here, this big parking lot. Here. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll ride the bus out there on the 20th. So, cool. Uh, thank you for listening. Do we want to pull up patrons? Because we still have to record a... Do the do the song. Do the song. Should yeah. we do the song before or after the patrons? We're gonna do well. The song you and I are just doing because Alex can't really help because he's over audio. Well, so. would we like to record it before or after patrons? Oh, let's do patrons first. 
uh, our patrons at $10 a month, uh, front runner tier, and our super front runner tier, amazingly fast, uh, base tunnel to Logan, we have Zach Adams, and just below that, we have Generic GT. Uh, our regular $10 a month tier, we have Curtis Herring, Devin Zander, Mike Christensen, and Phobos2390. Goodness, at the rate these frontrunner tier patrons are uh, paying us, we might be able to like pay for the St. George extension of frontrunner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, at our $5 a month redline tier, we have Brian Smith, Christopher Whaley, DJ Highwill Watkins, uh, Elijah Kensler, Jacob Whitecotton, Jesse Mayo, Robert P. Walsh, and Scott Harris. Blue Line, $3. Alex Dykelski, Ben Busath, Bradley Bondi, Ethan McDonald, Evelyn, G4. Gonzo12, Jack Dean, John Heron Gorman, Martin Hacker Martinez, Matt Gray, Seth, uh, Zach Forstott. So that's our Blue Line patrons. And and our Green Line patron is Capil, who is new and is uh, paying $1 a month. So Very nice to meet you. Thank yeah, nice you. Nice to meet uh, you. Yeah. If you like what we do here, you can, you too can join our patron for occasional merch drops. Occasional, well, mostly monthly now. Uh, patron episodes and early access to our current content. Woohoo! And Discord. So yeah, uh, money pays for things like Metro the game and Alex's new recording setup in Logan. Yeah. yeah, in the closet. Yeah. Did it pay for all the clothes in the closet too? Uh, it didn't, but maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe one day we'll have like Redline Podcast merch clothes that we wear everywhere. <laughs> We can dream. We yeah. can dream. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy the song. Oh, yeah. Are you going to make me sing? I am. Sorry. You should be. I was going to watch you sing because you're good at singing. Okay. Uh, Alex, I am going to let you go now because i got to use this computer.